everyone and welcome back to another episode of Dita Dita. I'm your host Nandita and today I am joined by a very very special guest. It's Leah! Aww. Hi <laughs> everyone. I'm Leah. Uh, me and Nandita went to the same high school together and I've been asked to say my favourite genre of film but I don't think I can decide because I like pretty much every genre of film but if I had to pick I'd probably say either action or musicals. Ooh. I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm getting it. You, you said the two same genres as Kieran. I know. And you know what I said in return? Action musical. Yes. Because she wasn't too sure about it, but I thought I would definitely pay to watch that. You'd want... Mm, interesting. Especially like an Avengers musical. I think that would... Avengers musical. 100%. That would be great. <laughs> that, would, that would be really interesting. Okay. This episode is kind of interesting because this is the first episode where... Leah's actually in the same room as me. <laughs> all of the episodes before that, all of my guests, we've done it off of like Skype or Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. But this time, I have a person here. We're abiding by the distance rules because we're good children. <laughs> um, but it's just really weird. Like, I actually can see you're like here. I could touch you if I wanted to, but like, I can't do that. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> I mean, now I can take a socially distanced podcast off my bucket list, you know? I mean, who knew that would happen this year? Who knew? I who knew I would actually make a podcast? <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you guys got that, you guys are the real MVPs. <laughs> okay, so today's episode, as you can see by the title, we're going to be talking all things MCU Phase 2. Now, Leah and I, um, when we first became friends, we... <laughs> I think Marvel was very much a gluing point. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like we spoke when we were like sitting next to each other in maths. In art class. Oh, and maths as well. Both of them. Both, both. Yeah. Like we talked about Marvel instead of doing the actual subject. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's really interesting because I feel like I became friends with you after phase two. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... Phase 2 was sort of the first Marvel films I started to watch, mm. so it got me into it, and then during Phase 3 we bonded over over the movies that came yeah. out. Yeah, so what my whole premise of like thinking about you doing a Phase 2 episode with me was like, because I, I don't think I've actively, outwardly asked your opinions on Phase 2 movies. That's very true. Yeah. So like, why not do an episode where we basically maybe break our friendship by talking <laughs> about some Phase 2 films, because we are very opinionated people. That's very true. <laughs> so, in this episode, I said, as I said, Phase 2, so it's Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. Did I, did I skip Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I love how I have the list in front of me, yet I still skipped Guardians of the Galaxy. Not to say that it's a skippable film. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think we can get right into it. Right, let's start off with the first film. Alright, so let's start off with Iron Man 3. Um, why don't you go first? All my opinions of the film? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think... It was definitely an improvement from Iron Man 2, but yes. I don't think that was that difficult to do. <laughs> yes. um, no offence to Iron Man 2. But I thought that it was... Okay, the thing that I thought was the best thing about the film is it was pretty much the only film in Phase 2 that addressed how superheroes dealt with the whole alien attack. It showed Tony Stark suffering from PTSD and anxiety, and he was the only one who seemed to actually have any sort of repercussions from it which i thought was a bit strange because surely there's been a whole alien attack the whole world would have been changed completely 
but that wasn't really addressed apart from in his film which I thought was well I thought that was good yeah I feel like I do feel like um Cap like the second one did address it tiny bit a little bit but I think in this film it was a lot more Mm. I agree with that I think with this with Iron Man 3 what really shocked me just in general about like what people think about Iron Man 3 is that people kind of hate it yeah they think think it's that bad exactly they feel like it's the worst of the Iron Man trilogy no exactly exactly I don't know what people are thinking Mm. I mean it's definitely not the best I don't think you can beat the original Iron Man but Mm. to say it's the worst they need to rewatch Iron Man 2 they really (laughs) do (laughs) it's it's not a good one Mm -hmm. and I think it's mainly down to the the reason why people hate it with such passion is because of the Mandarin plot twist. I can I can understand that. Yeah, it's a bit. Mm. It is a bit mm. because like, but the ma- like, I I get it, but I really I controversial opinion alert kind of liked the Mandarin mm-hmm. plot twist because I don't know because. When I think about it, like, it's kind of throwing, like, a kind of cool spin on the fact that, like, you know, it's an organised terrorist group, mm. but from the rich white dudes. Yeah, true. I mean, I guess it's definitely a plot twist. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, I don't think anybody No, did. and I think if it was anybody else apart from Ben Kingsley playing that role, it wouldn't have been pulled off. I mean, he managed <laughs> to pull it off because he was just, he, he was perfect at playing that role. But, um, I mean, it was clever, the fact that they sort of used this terrorist organisation as a front for their own technology sort of going wrong. Mm. Um, it, it was clever, but I don't know. The Mandarin, like, when it started, I thought the Mandarin looked like a really cool villain. And then when it sort of twisted and you thought, oh, it's just this Aldrich Killian. Okay, well. I think it's because of the Ten Rings. I think mm. people have a big, like, comic book fans have a big issue with it because of the Ten Rings. Mm. And the the prominence of the ten rings in the the comics but i feel like marvel i feel like marvel were a bit cheeky because they were i think they realized what they did wrong Mm. and then they um they kind of covered it up by by putting shang chi and the ten rings um on the slate for phase four you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're like, oh, no, no, the Ten Rings are coming back. Don't oh, worry. Oh, a plan. Yeah, yeah, 100% a plan. It was, like, totally planned that we were basically going to give you a fake Ten Rings <laughs> to only have the new Ten Rings to be the yeah, case. Yeah, it didn't just backfire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have any more thoughts about it? Um, any more thoughts? I, I like, I was a bit worried at first that they sort of made Pepper into a damsel in distress. Mm. And I was very happy, at least at the end, where she sort of, came into her own and got her an Iron Man suit and pretty much killed off the bad guys. I know. Yeah. That was really cool. I didn't see the Pepper turning into a fire thing coming. No. Did no. not. <laughs> I generally thought she died when she fell into that. I thought it was over. Very happy when it wasn't because I like her character. I mean, who doesn't love Pepper? If you don't love Pepper, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I have a few more things to add. Um, I like the fact that Happy's character was a lot more prominent. Yes. Because, like, I feel like it was purely because Happy... Uh, not Happy, what's his name? John Favreau. Mm. He directed the first two right. Iron Man films. So he was he was, he did, like, a take with TT yeah. in his own film um, that he, like, directed. But then he... For the Iron Man 3, 
he didn't direct it it was Shane Black I think and um, it kind of gave like the director more free reign on his character because they didn't really explore Happy too much that's true I do agree however he was also in a coma for a large part of the film that's true (laughs) but does that not speak volumes into how much he was actually useful in the other films yeah that's true it all goes wrong when he's uh, unavailable yeah that's very true also shout out to the boy little boy yes I was Iron Man 3 but even though he comes back is that a spoiler can I say that he comes back no I can't because that's sort of a spoiler (laughs) for uh, Endgame never mind but um, if all uh, eagle eyed viewers have a look at a certain scene in Endgame and he may be back or he may not be back you know what we'll allude to that (laughs) who knows who knows what happens in Endgame (laughs) not us um so yeah i thought harley was really cool in this film the little kid yeah um i genuinely think that was probably the most enduring part of the film yeah their relationship because it kind of shows tony's first interaction with kids (laughs) yes and it's a very interesting one you sort of worry for his future yeah you really do yeah (laughs) yeah because i worry for pepper is that's true is the point um and i think Two more things, just two more things. Uh, Tony without the suit mm. is incredible. Still. Yeah, you forget how clever he is. This film literally is kind of like a slap in the face to people. Like, remember that he is a tinkerer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he, he is Tinkerbell. Um, <laughs> and he will basically figure out things on the spot and he's still powerful without the suit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. I was, I mean, I'm roughly going to speak about the house party protocol because, like, that was pretty lit. Yes. Like, that whole scene where all the, the suits are just coming together. Yes. It was pretty. It was That's pretty what lit. I thought. That was a really cool part of Iron Man 3. Like, there were some redeeming qualities of the film that I don't think there were many redeeming qualities in Iron Man 2. Yeah, Iron Man 2 was, like, I don't know. I really, I mentioned this in the other episode, but, like, Ivan and Justin's relationship, I really didn't understand it. Yeah. Although, I mean, Killian, I I wouldn't say he's, like, the strongest villain. I think his his uh, story makes sense. Like, at least you sort of see why he's become what he became and why he has a vendetta against Tony. But, um, I don't know. I wasn't, you know, that blown away by him. Even when it was revealed that he was ahead of the Mandarin. I was like, well, okay. I mean... Isn't that kind of a problem with MCU villains in general? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there aren't that many that stand out. There are only, like, a, like less than a handful Yes. that yeah. you can name and be like, that was actually a pretty epic villain. And that's a problem with most superhero films as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, petition to just have better written villains. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would sign that. Nice. Okay, so for the Dark World now. Yes. So... I'm not going to lie, I'm very scared about this because I know that we have very different opinions about this film, <laughs> um, but I have to say, and I'll put this disclaimer out there now, that my ha- my opinion has changed. Ooh. So you go first. Okay. <laughs> okay, look, I'm not going to say that it was an amazing film. Like, it's not an amazing film. However, I don't think it deserves a lot of the hate that it receives. Maybe I'm biased because Loki's in the film... And that might make me a bit biased. However, I feel like, again, there are some redeeming qualities, redeeming characters that um, make it a worthwhile film to watch. Better than the f- first Thor, 
film again. And sequels aren't often better than the first film, so I think it deserves a little bit of credit for that. Interesting. So you think it's better than the first film, maybe? I do. I mean, purely because of the bleached eyebrows. <laughs> like, and then there's non-bleached eyebrows in this one. Yeah, that's an improvement. Really. That is an improvement in yeah. itself. So I have to give it to that. And do you remember the plot of this film? Oh no. Then <laughs> yes, I do. Then I that's do. an improvement as well, clearly. Yeah, because I, I didn't remember the plot. I still don't remember the plot of the first Thor movie. I remember that they had a conversation about food and how one of the, the Warriors 3 was like, you know, I'm stress eating. And the other one got annoyed about the fact that they were stress eating. Relatable though, isn't it? Relatable content. Yeah. Maybe that's why I remembered it. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> Thor The Dark World, I remember that, you know, Jane has the ether inside her and that's mm. bad. And then... <laughs> um, his name Malkith Mal- Malekith, yeah. Malekith right he is a bad guy and he has awesome braids in his hair. yes <laughs> I, mean, I had that noted down in my yes. notebook that his braids in his hair are so like that's one of the things the Thor film should get credit for their costumes and their like makeup hair and makeup I think it's probably the best I mean maybe rivaled by Guardians of the Galaxy but I think that it's like some of the best costuming in all of the films mm. I would say top three costuming yeah would be like Four films, Guardians films, and Black Panther. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you there. Though, like, it's it's mainly the ones that are just kind of a little bit more unique mm-hmm. that you wouldn't see. Yeah, is the ones that are probably gonna like impress us the most. And they have like very few reference points to mm-hmm. kind of get like space and like space gods. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know I, I respect that and I respect the fact that some of the suits are not CG like Thor's. Yeah, Thor's CG. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I respect that. Because there are some of... They've become a bit lazy, in my opinion, recently. Mm. Because they've kind of just CG'd some suits. I'm not naming any names, but I think you know which film I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I think costume artists should get some more credit and get some more roles in the MCU because it'd be cool. Anyway, back to the point. Should I tell you what I think the redeeming qualities are about this film? Okay, go for it. One, I think the Dark Elves, I think Malekith, I think he's quite a cool villain. I don't necessarily think... The way the film started where Jane just, like, happens to stumble across the ether and then it happens to wake them up, I get that that's not great. However, I think they're quite cool. Like, they look cool. As we've already said, the costuming, the makeup, I think they look cool. Mm. I think um, what they're trying to do is pretty uh, significant. Like, they could officially end the world. That's quite a big... High stakes? Yeah, high stakes. high stakes. Could you say that it's an Avengers level threat though? Yeah. So where were the Avengers? <laughs> I think in multiple films, <laughs> literally. Uh, okay, that. I think Frigga's... I think Frigga? 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 I think it's Frigga. Frigga. Frigga's death scene I thought was visually stunning. It was. It was, it like, was really beautiful. Uh, so that I think was amazing. The scene... The Loki deception scene had me shook. The first time I watched it, where you think he's deceived them... But then you're like, oh my gosh, no, he didn't deceive them. It was a double do. But then he dies. But then he doesn't die. My heart was beating out of my chest. I thought, can you not kill this character again for him to come back to life? It really stresses me out. They do it too much. They really do. I need um, to live for a little bit. I, I mean, this it. is the point. Like, a point that is a reoccurring theme in the MCU is, is anyone really dead? Yeah. Like, everyone kind of <laughs> just dies and then comes back. Yeah. And, like, I have trust issues because of that. The plot armor is thick. We'll say that. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so let me tell you some of the things, basically how I feel about the film. Mm-hmm. I kind, so I watched this while I was doing some ironing, 
Um, I was like in this room as that we do. are in, and like I was watching it here. Um, and I was paying attention to it because I was like, I really need to like concentrate. And it was quite funny because every time like I looked down to do the ironing, the <laughs> the dark elves would speak in their language. Oh. And I was like, wait, I need to look up and like read the subtitles because I I can't speak elf, whatever they're speaking. Elf. I, just, I mean, I'm whatever they're speaking, yeah. I just couldn't speak it. So I was like, that was stressful. But overall opinions was like, I don't think it was as bad as I remember it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I kind of, my opinion has changed. It's, as you said, it's still not an amazing no. film. But I do think watching it now has really made my opinion like change that. I'm like, it's not too bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Jane is super undervalued. And yes. super underused. Mm-hmm. But she's used, but not in the right way. Yeah. And um, that really annoys me. I'm kind of... I kind of understand why she didn't want to come back. For... Yeah, they make it seem a little bit helpless, sort of. Mm. And whereas I think Natalie Portman was very unhappy with that. And she wanted to be, like, a lot more of a strong character. Now, this is this is the thing that's going to get you excited. Because I'm going to talk about Loki for a second. <gasps> so, when I watched this film... I kind of forgot how mischievous Loki actually is. Because, okay, think about it. Stan Instagram. So the Stan Instagram for, like, Loki and stuff. When you see, like, posts about him. Yeah. They make him really endearing. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I've seen some (laughs) of the stuff, like, where he's, like, kind of, like, endearing towards, like, uh, Peter Parker. And, like, you know, some of the Avengers. Oh, he's, like, a lot more mischievous, but more of a playful way way rather than an evil way. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I watched this film, I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of realised that Loki's kind of... He wasn't always, like, the playful mischievous. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just really shook me for a second. I mean, in this film, he's annoyed. I mean, he just failed taking over the world. He's been put in prison. He's been told off by his dad. Like, he's annoyed. He's he's a bit of a mess. Yeah, a little bit. But can we just say, he steals every scene he's in. He does. He He does. He really does. Tom Hiddleston was really born. Best villain in the MCU. I'm going to shout it out there. I agree. Yay. Because of, purely because of character arc. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) Don't get me started on that. Uh, Yes. Character arc from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So from beginning of MCU to Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. Plus then we don't want to talk about it. It was a great character development arc. Yeah. It was really good. I think, yeah, purely because some of the other, like, newer villains, Mm. because they're kind of, because they're new in the name. Um, they haven't had a time to have like character arcs and stuff. True. And even then, some of the villains in the films kind of just die. And they're just forgettable. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So I kind of give it to Loki. Mm. I feel like he is probably the best MCU villain. Exactly. Um, okay. Can I get an interesting backstory actually? Ooh, okay. Um, so originally they hired a director called Patty Jenkins to direct the film, who then went on to do Wonder Woman. But so originally they hired her and she wanted Thor to face off the Enchantress. <gasps> I know. But then apparently uh, what a CEO of Marvel suggested that female action figures did not sell as well as others. So, hold, um, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A female CEO. No, 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 not female CEO. A no, CEO. no, um, a CEO. Sorry, I didn't mean to say It was a male CEO. CEO. A male CEO of Marvel. There's only been one male CEO of Marvel. Mm. So are we talking about the flag man? Um, isn't it Ike? 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 
Is it, it was reported Kevin Feige. No, no. I can't... I don't know how to pronounce that name. It's in, in the brackets there. Oh, Ike Palmer. Yeah, I don't, I'd never heard of him before. But apparently, reportedly, I. he said that female action figures didn't sell as well. So that was why that he didn't want that. That's, that's why such, she quit. That's such... Mm. So then they hired this new director, who I can't remember what his name is. And he had just come from directing a few Game of Thrones episodes. Ooh. So he came and made it gritty from what he'd done in the Game of Thrones episodes. And that's why I thought the Dark World so sort of gritty and dark, because it's based on his direction. Mm. And uh, It does feel quite dark. It, yeah, exactly. It's like just, not even like dark as in like a concept, but dark as in like colour scheme oh, yeah. too. Like it just, I was squinting a little bit to try and see things. But it's a shame though, isn't it? Because Enchantress, that would have been such a cool showdown. I'm so... How did I never know that? Neither did I. Only when I searched it up. That's really cool. I know. I'm impressed. <laughs> Patty Jenkins directing Thor The Dark World. Maybe... Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll get it one day. <laughs> That'd be fun. One can hope. One can hope. As if we didn't want to um, destroy our friendship even more, uh, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about another film that we have very differing opinions about, mm. which is Captain America The Winter Soldier. Okay. I'll go first? Yeah. Okay, I'm really scared. Okay, I think it is a top-tier MCU film, right? I think after re-watching it, it's maybe dropped out of my top five, but it's still high. Like, how many MCU films are there? 23 or 22? A lot. <laughs> Roughly that number. I would say it's in top 10 territory. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But I, wouldn't, I think it's dropped out of top five, and there Ooh. are reasons why. But I'm going to get some of, like, the good things about it, like, out of the way now. So it's arguably got some of the best hand-to-hand combat in the whole MCU. Yeah. Like, you can't argue with the fact that the choreographed fight scene between, like, um, the Winter Soldier and Cap when they first, like, had their proper meeting. Not the chase scene, but, you know, when they first meet with where Black Widow's there and Falcon's there too. Um... Yeah. No, it's amazing. I agree. The choreographed fight scenes are, are great. Mm. Definitely. However, are there too many of them? I feel like it could be a bit too action-packed. Interesting. Like where every other scene feels like a fight scene. Don't get me wrong, I love fight scenes, but sometimes it was just a bit too much adrenaline. I kind of see that. I feel like this film did feed off of adrenaline. Adre- oh, yeah. Adre- <laughs> so, like, the adrenaline is kind of like the staple mark of this film though yeah it's the first russo brothers film oh yeah i forgot about that yeah so this is the first one so they really did kind of prove themselves worthy yeah worthy (laughs) (laughs) of um of being like the strong directors i do have very controversial opinions about them though (laughs) um and i will say i'll put it out there on the record that this is their best film from the entire mcu yeah 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 i agree with you there because it was nothing like we'd ever seen before from marvel and i think it also did gritty so well. like well yeah like it the, the dark world did dabble with it but i feel like this was what i feel like this is what the dark world wanted to achieve it's a better balance of yeah grit and not grit mm. yeah. <laughs> but i don't know i feel like i now agree with you about the action scenes it did feel like when I'm trying to remember every single action scene of this film, I don't think I probably could. No, there are a lot. Mm. A lot. Yeah. 
I mean, they weren't bad, but they were all well choreographed. But it gets to a point. No. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> my mum has come. But yeah, sorry, continue. Um, yeah, it gets to a point where you're a little bit overwhelmed by a lot of action and like, sorry, where's the plot again? You sort of almost forgot why why they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, I th- I feel that. Mm. Um, okay, so let me have a think. I think the plot twist of this film, when you initially watch it, it's incredible. I mean, if you don't know that yeah. the Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes, yeah, yeah, then yeah. it is. But if you're like a Marvel fan who knows it, mm. then it's not that much of a surprise. Okay, but like, think about it. When we watched it, yeah, I don't think we would have known. Well, I'm gonna speak for myself. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Mm, It was, but like, I feel like I didn't because we're younger. We were younger when we watched this, but I don't know when this film came out. But like, it was probably I'm gonna guess 2014. I say around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So 2014, we would have been what like 11, 12, 12, yeah, 12. Yeah, <laughs> I, I go to a math school. No. Um, yeah, it's we were young, and I feel like at that point we were we liked Marvel, but mm. maybe not to the point where we would go out actively and research it behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it when I when it came out. The first mm. one I watched when it came out was Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. So the one just after. But, what um, did I watch first? Because I have vivid memories of watching Avengers in cinema. Twenty twelve. So, but then I think, and I remember um, my aunt putting, when, when my aunt and uncle came over and then my mum and dad and me, we all were watching Thor on the TV. Which one? The first one. Oh, the one. first one. Yeah. But then I, rem- I in this episode that I, that I just did, oh god, it's not what I just did though, because it's, in the previous episode on the MCU, I kind of mentioned that the fire monster thing scared me so that kind of <laughs> yes. had like an imprint in my brain uh the destroyer which is what you told me <laughs> what you told me yesterday i still didn't know the name until she told me yesterday um so yeah i feel like that was my first time i'm gonna say i'm gonna go on the record and say it was the avengers i think we're just getting sidetracked yeah <laughs> we always i mean you know what it's fine you know i'm sure they enjoy this i was like can i say did anybody really think nick fury was dead did you really think he was dead? I'm like, no. He's too important to die just randomly in the middle of some film. Yeah. But just a random shot. Like, no. I, yeah. I feel like if they killed Nick Fury, for, for starters, Sam Jam would just not um, appreciate being killed like that. Oh, yeah. He would want, like, an epic death scene. He'd want to, like, go out, like, epic In style. my head, he's invincible, so... <laughs> <laughs> he's more invincible than who's the most like powerful person in the MCU didn't you say it was Scarlet Witch yesterday yeah we'll go with Scarlet Witch yeah she, he's more invincible than Scarlet Witch at this point in time at this point in time dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so the, basically the plot just when it sort of showed that he was alive I thought well I didn't really believe he was dead but it still was cool to sort of see how how he did it taking the thing that slowed his heart I'm like, oh, clever okay I'll give you that it's smart. Yeah. I don't know. At, at this point, I'm just kind of like, I mean, you're dead, but if I if you come back, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that's, that's my general consensus with the MCU. Exactly. Um, a few little things that I wanted to talk about. Um, 
the way that Steve curls into up into a little ball <laughs> behind his shield is ab- like I did not notice that. But there's one scene in one of the fight, one of the many fight scenes, where he literally just like does like a pull. What is it like? Hedgehog. We'll go with hedgehog. Yeah, <laughs> he does like a hedgehog. <laughs> like ball thing and like he hides behind his shield I found that very hilarious it's conveniently sized to shield him isn't it I know I'm like how did they know his measurements back then exactly it's a bit it's a bit <laughs> crazy I'm like I'm stroking my chin like but it how is cool. they do it it is cool and if we didn't talk about this scene I think people would kind of hate us the elevator scene oh yeah I'll give it give it its due that is a a good scene. I feel like that's one of... Uh, I think I'm going to put it out there. I think it's one of the best fight scenes in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, because it's just... When you watch it, and you see that build of tension, mm. and like he's like you can see him, like without any words being spoken, like you can see him realising what's going on. And then you have the one line, it's like, before we begin... <laughs> Does anybody want to get out? Yeah. And then, boom, fight. You're almost holding your breath, waiting to see what happens. Yeah. You know, they're all, like, touching their guns, and you're like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a very good scene. They build tension well, and then the whole fight scene is great. And then by the time the elevator opens again, they're just all on the floor, apart from him. You think, yeah. It, I think, in my head, it showed how good of a fighter he was. Mm. It showed, like, his worth as an Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Last thing I want to say... Civil, you know the Civil War plot twist? We're not going to get into it because it's spoilers for this episode. Uh, not f- for the next episode. But. Yes. The Civil War plot twist. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you noticed this, but it was kind of teased in this film. Was it? Yeah. The Russo brothers were smart. Wait, at what point? Um, so you know when um, they meet, what's his name? Computer guy. Oh, Arnim Zola, yeah. Yeah, him, Zola. He... You, there were a bunch of flashes of images on the screen mm. when he's talking about some of the um, some of the things that Hydra were... Oh, the missions that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. And Howard Stark shows up as a picture. Does he? Yeah, with like X's on his eyes. Ooh. I didn't notice that. I, I, it's a blink and you'll miss it type thing. Right. But it was very like, I don't know whether it was intentional, but I feel like it was. Because for, so, for mm. having someone like Howard Stark, right, and then linked with Hydra, right, and then I'm not going to say anymore because it will spoil the plot, <laughs> but it's it's cool. You wouldn't, you, I didn't notice that, mm. and I didn't think they would have teased that that A early on. Easter egg. That's yeah. Huh. Mm. Who would have known, like, watching films, like, even now, we're still, we're still getting shot. Yes, that's true. Mm. Um, but overall thoughts? Well, my unpopular opinion is that the film's a little bit overrated. It's good, I'll give it that. Like, it's definitely a good film. But some people say it's their favourite film in the MCU. And I just think a lot more deserve that title. Mm. So, yeah. Like, go off the top of your head. But they're not in this phase. Just go for it. I mean, Avengers Assemble is personally my favourite film. Yeah. Closely followed by, like, Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I like films that are sort of a bit more humorous as opposed to dark and gritty. But I mean, yeah, that's completely valid. Marvel definitely dabble in different tones. And maybe uh, literally all of these films have Loki in it, pretty much, except for Doctor Strange. <laughs> that might also be part of it. Oh, Whoops. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's quite that's quite good. <laughs> that's quite that's quite great. Yeah, you can see through me. <laughs> what about yours? Oh, okay. Um, Put you on the spot. 
Oh, you have? You put me on the spot. So. I mean, I didn't expect an Uno reverse, <laughs> but... Um, I have to say that my list has changed. I have a list of, like uh, on my notes page on my phone, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely changed. I think definitely Thor Ragnarok's up there. Um, controversially, Captain Marvel's up there. <laughs> yeah. We'll you get. are a Captain Marvel fan, fan I, girl though, aren't you? So. I really am. I can't like deny that. Um, even if the film was bad, I probably still would love it. Yeah, I would still love it. It's the same with you and Loki, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but what else? I think I would put Oh, Spider Man Far not Far From Home, the first one. Homecoming. You prefer Homecoming Far From Home. <gasps> Do I though? Ooh. Hold on, I need to think. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait. No, I, I prefer, prefer Far From Home. I love Mysterio. I think that's such a cool villain. Better than the Vulture. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. For that reason, then maybe I'll say Far From Home. <laughs> because, yeah, the Vulture's kind of bad. Yeah. Bad word insert here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I didn't really think. We've gone off track. We really have. Um, so let's go on to the you next film. You shouldn't say your favourite film. My, fa- my favourite favourite. Decide. Favorite. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I thought I would have more time to decide. Um, okay, okay, off the top of my head, let's just say, let's just say Spider-Man Far From Home. It's your favourite. Out of all of them. Okay. I've so never heard you mention that before. No, because, okay, it's because I don't think we've spoken, like, we spoke properly after Far From Home came yeah, but out. but going from saying Homecoming then to Far From Home being your favourite, it's a bit of a... No, it's because they're both in my top. Oh, Okay. Fair enough. Like, they actually both, because, I don't know, I like the stylistic choices that they've done Yeah. for the film. It feels very Iron Man, but modern twist. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I like it so much. So, yeah, we'll go with that until the next episode when it changes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yay. Um, yeah, so this film, I think, was such a groundbreaking film for its time. I mean, it was the first film that sort of deviated from the Avengers it yeah. was pretty much the first non-Avengers film, wasn't it? Yeah, and it yeah. was like, um, it felt very, what's the word I'm looking for? It felt very, I'm g- wait, you can do it. I wrote this down. <laughs> oh, there we go. Got it. It felt like it redefined the formula, like the superhero film formula. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there is a thing where like there's films are formulated to a point where like, have superhero you introduce superhero then you have villain villain is basically the same as superhero but bad (laughs) yeah and then yeah and then hero wins so (laughs) like i feel like this was uh, the first film where it started to be a bit more playful and experimentative and deviate from that yeah which was it worked completely in their favor it had big shoes to fill and i think they filled it very well Mm. I think even they exceeded their expectations. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It was it was great. I mean, in my opinion, it's the best film out of Phase Two. But Ooh. you know, we'll come on to that later. Tea. Also, the best soundtrack out of all the Marvel films. I mean, ooh, are we even considering like Guardians of the Two? Oh, well, okay. In my head, like the, that that whole part of the universe, best soundtrack. Okay, okay, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, I, I feel that. That's cool. Um, yeah, no one was expecting this film. No. Like, no one thought that all of these people were gonna, were gonna just come together and be like, woo. Um, 
And I think it introduces, as you mentioned, the importance of uh, superhero like films having a good soundtrack. Yes. Because ever since this film came out, loads more superhero films, not just superhero films as well, I've noticed, but yeah. just films in general, have started paying more of a closer attention to their soundtrack because they know how important it is to a film. That's true. Like To me, the soundtrack is almost part of this film. Mm. Like, you can't separate the two, whereas I can't think of any other film... Maybe Black Panther, I think. Mm. That's got, yeah, a good soundtrack. But I can't think of any other film which sort of places a lot of importance on the soundtrack, like the Guardians of the Galaxy films do. Yeah. And it works. It does work very well. Pop culture references, it works. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think that in itself makes this a very superior film. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything? Um, well, I have a problem which starts at the very beginning of this film. Why, after this little boy's mum dies... You just shove him outside and leave him on his own. They just no one was with him. They just left him to wait in the corridor while yeah. his mum just no one's there with him. And then he gets abducted by aliens, and they have no one to blame. So <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, <laughs> true, but like they have no one to blame but themselves. They left this boy outside in the corridor by himself, and his mum just died, mm. and he runs off. And then, well, what do you expect? not to be abducted by aliens well would you expect to be abducted by i mean aliens? no but it wouldn't be a unwelcome surprise <laughs> I, I i'm intrigued to see what would be like an unwelcome surprise to you <laughs> very true um but yeah i think zoe Saldana in this film was amazing yes like gamora she- i love her She's so good. And, like, I feel she is amazing in the sense that she's been in Star Trek, Avatar, Mm -hmm. and Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, she's she's really transcended. I feel bad for her. Imagine all that time putting on the makeup and costumes for all those films. I mean, at this point, if she... If she didn't like it, she wouldn't do those films. That's true, but just... That must take hours and hours. Which is why we've got to give credit where credit's due for Zoe Sandana. Yes, very yeah. true. And to also the designers of costumes and the makeup artists as well. Yes. For this film as well, like they deserve so much credit because it makes the film what it is. It really does, especially mm. for like Yondu. Yeah, and, and Ronan, uh, like the Ro- blue people. Mm. And you have the purple people and the pink people. Is it the Cree? Yeah, I know. I'm just, obviously, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what they <laughs> I was. I was just like, it did really take me a minute mm. though to think they were called and the nova core even though they're like well i guess they're just they look like normal people but the the hair yes yeah very cool very very cool. yeah i'm surprised they haven't used that as an opportunity to sort of bring out nova i think they're thinking about it i hope so yeah because he's a very cool character Nova's like super op though yeah exactly that's what i mean so surely you would have used nova in a time like this when you know planet's under threat but i mean isn't I mean, yeah, he was about to put his Infinity Stone on the ground and vaporise it. Oh, we're talking about this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this section is definitely called Guardians of the Galaxy, but I definitely wasn't thinking <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. For some reason, I was thinking you were thinking, like, Endgame or Infinity War. No. <laughs> that, that shows how many times the world is under threat. That's very true. Um, but... Why is it not under threat? I mean, who knows? Maybe Nova was a kid. Ah. at the time this happened yeah maybe that's how they they'll like maybe they he, he saw it. it happen and that was sort of the start of his story why i wanted to become a superhero yeah origin story exactly yeah 
Okay. We're already planning the future. So. We could plan phase 100. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We could keep going. We might not be alive by phase 100, but... But we can write it like memoirs. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll be... We'll do it good. <laughs> um, I wanted to say that Groot is interesting, right? Because for a character that doesn't say a lot, as in, like, he just says I and am and Groot exclusively in that order. We are Groot. But that was, like, character development. That's true. <laughs> um, he He's a super compelling character. He is. You find yourself attached to him which very is, quickly. Which is so bizarre. Because, like, on paper, why would someone be endear- like feel endearing towards a tree man? I mean, it's not the most likely thing that you'd expect exactly it? and coming out of that film all anyone and everyone would talk about is Groot yes he became iconic yeah everybody wanted his action figure all the to- oh they really went off yeah him. especially the baby Groot at the end yes everyone was like wow oh my god as if Groot could not get more endearing they made him into a baby <laughs> so cute very cute <laughs> um basically I'm gonna state a controversial thing okay Groot like adult Groot, yeah, deserved better. In what way? As in, he deserved to have more of a spotlight than he got. He got one film. You one know what film. I mean? Yeah, as in, like a adult. Groot. Oh, okay. Cause adult, because a baby. Yeah. Groot is like, because you saw at the end of Guardians, he's still alive, but That's true. he's baby form now, and I feel like they really underused Groot as an adult. Because we only got to see a fraction of his abilities. Yeah. Like, we saw the... We see his, like, um, spikes being grown up. We see, like, the the cage that he makes. Yeah, the, the extension that, of the limbs. And yeah, the and lights. then the lights yeah. coming out of him. But yeah. I feel like you could explore Groot, adult Groot, so much more. But then you didn't. Maybe in the third one. Maybe. Maybe in the third I'll do it there. No, I agree with you there. Maybe... Do you remember in Contest of Champions? Yeah. You know there's that other Groot. A big one. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they might do yeah. that. What is the what is name of that one? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's annoying. Should I? I'll do a quick Google while I like maybe. I'm gonna go on Contest of Champions and have a look. We'll see. Oh. We'll, we'll find it in a bit. Okay. Um, I also have an unpopular opinion maybe about the film, even though I love it. The bit at the end with the dance scene and um, that still makes me cringe. Like I. What the Drax bit? No, no, no. Oh, the dance battle We're to at save the, the dance, Yeah. Like, it, it does make me cringe a bit. <laughs> I, I forgot, though, that it was sort of a front for them about to shoot him. I'm distracted. But, like, when it first happened, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I'm getting secondhand embarrassment on your behalf. Like, Gamera, I feel like Gamera at that point, where she's just standing there like, please, stop. Yeah. I, I relate to that. I really do. Yeah. Let me find a character. Um, so let me, let me say a few other things. I feel like this film works because you don't expect... The different characters. Isn't it King Groot? That's it! I haven't found it yet, but I think it's King Groot. I think it is King Groot. Um, do I not have a King Groot? This is like a small plug for Contest of Champions. <laughs> we used to play this. Well, I used to play this quite a lot. Um, um, did take up quite a lot of my time. Yeah. Why are they go- Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's King Groot. I can't find him, but I'm, I think it's King Groot. I think it is as well. Yeah. Wow, we love that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so yeah, I was gonna, I was just gonna say that I think this film works because you've taken like 
however many different characters and brought them together. Yeah, unlikely relationships. Mm. Which mm. is why it works so well. They all have their redeeming qualities and their bad qualities, which I think they show both of them. I think they sort of show the positive and negatives of each superhero. Which sometimes I feel like is overlooked because sometimes yeah. superheroes are just seen as like pristine. Perfect. Yeah. Captain America cough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of his character trait. Um, and yeah. Do you have anything else to add about this? Um, I just think it was a really good film. I think it worked what they did. I think nobody expected it to be as good as it was. I think it was a strong plot. I, mm, villain? I mean, it's the first film where you actually get a scene with Thanos in. Like, it's the first film where you actually get to see him properly. That's true. Um... Which was cool. Ronan, like, he was an okay villain. Like, again, not, like, stand out. I feel like he was a part of a bigger picture. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I yeah. feel like he was, like, a scapegoat. <laughs> yes, for Thanos. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a good introduction to these characters. I think it made everybody love them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. I do, I just want to mention that Yondu is, like, an MVP. Oh, 100%. I think like, you see that more in the second film. Yeah, but I feel like... In this film, it teased it enough to be excited about him. Mm. Which, yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't think I have anything else to add. Right. Alright, so now let's move on to the next Avengers film. Yes, Age of Age Ultron. Age of Ultron, yes. I also feel like this gets a lot of unnecessary hate. Which I think it deserves. I think it does deserve. Oh, are we going to clash on this again? Oh no! <laughs> Loki's not even in this film. Yeah, he isn't. <laughs> but I think there's just something about when I rewatched this film that yeah. really didn't sit well with me. Interesting. Yeah. So, and, and it comes down to the pure point of, is this film too funny? No. When you have films like Thor Ragnarok out there, I don't think this film But Thor too Ragnarok funny. was trying to be funny. You know what I mean? It was like, it. its whole tone of its film yeah. was don't take it seriously you know what i mean like I don't that feel like this film was that really overdone humor because okay when i watched this film i was like ultron you're being too witty oh him oh no i agree i think when he tries to be funny i don't think it works it's like I agree. you know when he's like um and now i'll take a moment to explain to you my evil plan then just like hits them it's just, mm-hmm. it feels really forced mm all of the scenes with him doing comedy feels really, really forced. I agree with you there. You could say it feels quite robotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I didn't actually write that down, but it's true. When I was watching it, I felt myself not enjoying his comedy. I think he's a good villain. Mm. I enjoy when he's being the sort of cynical villain. I think it really works, but I agree. I mean, to be fair, though, he's sort of based on Tony Stark. But then so the, you can see why he has that wit because you know Tony Stark. I get that, it. but at the same time, it's like Tony can pull it off. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> this is not hate to James Spader. <laughs> this is not hate, but I feel like it just he every time he made a joke, I was like, when is this over? Because <laughs> oh, it's like when when does he die? Like, come on, please, mm-hmm. <laughs> because. He, it, it took too it just too much it was too much for me and it made me cringe yeah quite a bit I think that's the only bad thing I felt about this film oh is that it you made it sound like you had a whole okay that's, that's fine then I mean but I feel like it's a large portion of the film 
he makes like five jokes. No, but also it's like it's it's also the fact that they um it's the fact that this film is so long. Yeah. And so packed. Mm. It's dense. It's quite a dense film. Yeah. But they essentially use humour as a way to make it feel like it's not long or as dense pa- densely yeah. packed as it is to try and break the stickiness of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it didn't work. And for me, that made me feel a bit like, ooh. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. For me, I am forever salty about what they did with the Black Widow and Hulk relationship. Oh my I god! I love them. They're so cute. And then they just get rid of it for all the future films. Apparently, I, cause I looked this up because I was annoyed. I thought, why did they stop it? And in, um, what's it called? Infinity War. They said that there was so much plot they didn't have time to put their relationship in it. Like, there was no time for it. So that's why they basically got rid of it. Which is sad because I think it was such an endearing part of the film was those two exploring a relationship together because this is the first time we get black widow's backstory as if well. that's what i mean uh and then they just got rid of it and then <sighs> yeah i think this is an issue that i have mainly with black widow's character mm-hmm. in a sense that if you look at the avengers yeah she's been shipped with all but one of the avengers really mm-hmm. iron man 2 I mean, I Tony say... was Tony was being like flirtatious. With he was her. crushing on her, but like, do you blame him? I mean, yeah, but like, still, like the whole point, the whole thing that I'm trying to make out is that she's been romanticized too much. Yeah, but then again, who's the one who hasn't? Thor. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like Hawkeye, they made because because of their friendship, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people mistook it for like they should Flirting. be together yeah. and like flirtatiousness then you had in the winter soldier when black widow and captain america kiss yeah even though that was sort of to that hide. was yeah but there was a lot of flirtatious banter after I that agree. and then now we have the hulk there are so many flies <laughs> in here they've all just migrated in here because yes. they know that we're recording <laughs> but i mean i've said this to you before i said it to you yesterday i feel like black widow is a badly written character because she has so much potential no hate to Scarlett Johansson it's not her fault like she does what she can with the role but I feel like they just waste so much potential on her that they don't explore her relationships that much with people not like romantic relationships like you know their friendship they don't dig much into her storyline they waited this long to give her her own solo movie I almost feel like they sometimes have her there just so that they have a you know female superhero in their scenes and this film, they sort of start to explore her more, especially where you see the sequence where it sort of goes back in time to when she was in the whole ballet red uh, room. team, and then it goes to the red room. And then, yeah, I just think she deserves better. She really does. Deserves better. They really did do her dirty. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I understand why Scarlett Johansson's kind of mad about it because she was a little bit mad about but it yeah. for a bit. I thought every female in the MCU is mad about Because Gwyneth was, was yeah, mad she as well. Was. Yeah, Because she wasn't in um, Civil War. Yeah, they broke up, didn't they? Yeah. They acted like they broke up. Well, they kind of did, though. Because, like, you know, as in, um, like, Gwyneth breaking up with the MCU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she came back, I was happy about that. But, yeah, mm. I just... There's so much potential to her character, and I hope they do it well in the film. Yeah, it's disappointing. 
So, I think this film was peak Marvel fandom. Right. In the sense that all of the content and memes that I see, I feel like have stemmed off the character development that happened in this film. Yeah. Because you see a lot more of the relationship between the Avengers. And this is probably one of the only only films where the Avengers are together and have meaningful relationships and conversations um, without them at each other's throats. I mean, most of the time, there are still some conversations without each other's throats, but yeah, you sort of see them doing meaningful You know, drinking beers, trying to lift up <laughs> Thor's hammer. Oh, I love that scene. So good. I love that scene. Even though when the hammer slightly lifts and that teases... No they, spoilers. They, they, it teases something. It teases something. But low-key, <laughs> I did not intend for that to be, but it's like, they, they think, they didn't, they didn't plan that. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like, it was just that Chris Evans was so strong <laughs> that he tried all his force to try and lift, because they nailed the hammer down. Did they? Onto the table. I actually remember like reading up about this. They nailed the hammer down to the table. So then when he they tried to lift it up, mm-hmm. they could use all their strength, so they weren't acting like they were using all their strength. Right. So then he did, but then he he accidentally moved it. <laughs> and then Joss Whedon was like, let's just leave it in. That's brilliant, because Chris Hemsworth's face. Oh, he was like, brilliant. But th- that's the best thing, is that no one planned it. Yeah. So that was like Chris Hemsworth. I did, I went, heavens. Hemsworth. That was his genuine, like, it felt like it was his genuine reaction. Like, mm. the hell? Why are you picking up the hammer? True. You know, it's, it was interesting. I liked that scene. Oh, I feel like we need to talk about the new characters that were introduced in this film. Because yeah. there are quite a few. So you have Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Scarlet Witch. She's amazing. I think it was interesting to see their backstory. Again, I feel like adding the context to why they hate Tony Stark, it made sense. But like, you know what? That's a valid reason to hate him. I'll give you that. There are a lot of valid reasons. That's very true. But um, their backstory, it was really interesting. And I think their characters were done well. It was a shame that uh, this version of Quicksilver died. Because like, he had a lot of potential. I mean, he died because of... Right. I know. I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he had good potential. And, yeah. Uh, he did. He did. And his death was good. Yeah. They're saving Hawkeye. Then you didn't see that coming. Oh my god. This is what I wanted to talk about, right? Um. So... I don't know whether you remember this. I don't know whether you were in our class at that point. But basically, I'm going to talk about maths. Okay. Right? Not, not, like, okay. That was probably a bit misleading. But in, so our maths teacher, right? We're not going to name her. But our maths teacher, she was a big fan of Marvel too. Yeah. Right? And we had spoken about the fact that Age of Ultron was coming out. Right. She watched the midnight showing of it right and came in the next day which was the day that i was going to watch it in the evening yeah right and um she basically i i was really annoyed because i didn't want to hear any spoilers Mm -hmm. right so i was like basically mostly for the whole lesson just trying to like get on and do stuff and then she basically alludes she gives me a spoiler right and she says hawkeye dies okay yeah so she duped me right yeah it was a fake spoiler so for the entire of that film, I'm thinking, ah, is Hawkeye going to die? And it made sense because I was like, oh my God, they're building up his character and then they're just going to rip it. 
You know, because it's a river's character, you know, they're just mm. gonna kill him off. And then when he's with the kid, and then the bullets are coming. Yeah. And it's like, you, you think this is it. He's gone. He's a goner. And then Quicksilver comes the like, biggest dupe of the century. It's very on brand for her to have done that, though. It is very on brand. It but it was like, it was something, it was quite hilarious. And that's like, probably the, one the of my- The death scene was hilarious. No, the death scene wasn't hilarious. <laughs> we love Quicksilver. I just think my reaction mm. to everything unfolding was hilarious. <laughs> and Vision, I think, very cool character. They introduced him well. It, I didn't... Um, the way they sort of created him, I thought was pretty cool. You sort of saw features of every hero that created him in him. It's like he's got... Four, is it? Thor's worthiness. No, it's like four. I was going to say like four baby daddies. Oh. Four baby... Like who's the four? You've got... Thor, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. And Ultron. But he didn't really create him, though. Oh, it's Ultron subconscious. Is it? Yeah. They put Jarvis he uploaded. He uploaded. So you know when they had the cradle. I thought he didn't finish though. He didn't finish, but it's still part of him. Oh. So he's got four baby daddies. But you don't see that part of him in it. Like he seems to suppress that pretty well. <laughs> you don't see the evilness in him. But the thing is, it's because he's got too many people in him. He's got four people's personalities in him to the point mm. where he has to try and manage them. Wow. You know what would be funny? Is if he actually heard all of them in his head. <sighs> that <laughs> sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. It really does. Wow. Poor Vision. Poor Vision. Um, but yeah, I agree. Vision's such a really cool character. I think he's quite OP. Oh yeah, I mean, he's got an Infinity Stone in his head. <laughs> yeah. Unicorn, Literally. go! So uh, yeah, I mean, what what gem does he have in his head? Doesn't he have a um, mind? mind stone? Yeah, it's mind. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It is. Um, a few other things I wanted to mention. Um, this was the birth of language. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Steve saying language. Oh, yes. (laughs) I love that. I I started saying it afterwards. Because of? Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. What what an icon. Exactly. Truly. Also, can I just say, I mean, I know at this point they hadn't bought the rights to Fox yet, Mm. but if you just had Magneto around, surely this film would have been over pretty early. Like, roll credits, it would have been done. Just like, zoop, and then Ultron's done. Just literally, if you, like, big brain power of Michael Fassbender not even just Magneto yeah. just Michael Fassbender just like attracting all the metal exactly which would be all of the suits and then do you think or a big magnet could... true <laughs> but do you think that Magneto this is a question about Magneto I don't know I've gone off topic do you think Magneto can control what type of metals he can uh, bring towards him I honestly don't know that'd be an interesting like power for him to have like not to just attract metal but like to be able to pick what type of metals that can attract to him at certain points interesting i honestly don't know i don't think they he does have that but would he even be on the avengers side if he joined probs them? not probably not <laughs> like he just he's he, exactly he likes controversial anarchy <laughs> yeah. yeah also another thing in this film i thought was a little bit of a problem <laughs> the sheer destruction <laughs> in this film like the whole hulk sequence destroying many buildings many livelihoods and you have the car chase scene with ultron destroying many cars so i mean they dropped a whole city almost they destroyed almost. a whole city they destroyed a chunk of the city yeah 
They also, um, what did they do? There was a train. Yeah. In Seoul. Yeah. That they that kind of just went off the track. Oh, yeah, part of the car chasing. Yeah, they just yeah. destroyed everything. It was not fun. And uh, I hope they paid for that. They probably didn't because civil war happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I want to say? There were a few things. Hulk zoomed into space. Yeah. In this film, which I forgot about. Wait, space. Yeah. Why did he go into space? But they didn't say that it was in space. But because he ended up on Sakaar. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kind of zoomed he, into space. He goes off. Mm. Off in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this has some of the best team-up superhero fights in this film. Yeah. They had the cool scenes. Like, you know how in the first one they had the circle scene? They had, they had like another circle. circle scene. I love those circle yeah. scenes. What I thought was a really interesting direction with the way they did this circle scene mm-hmm. was um, they had... For, for some of the circle scenes, it was quiet. So, like, there was no score in the background yeah. is what I meant. It was, like, all you could hear was them just, fighting. like, fighting. And that was really interesting. Because I was like, huh, I didn't notice that until now. And then, like, as it goes on, uh, as, like, I think it does one lap of the circle. Mm. And then the second time I think it goes around, when it focuses more on, like, specific characters, um, like, doing their individual fighting... Um, they they added the score in. Yeah. Which was very interesting. I don't know. I just found it very interesting and I wanted to point it out. Um, <laughs> I liked it is the reason why. Um, one, one last thing I want to say is I think my favourite line of this entire film was when Ultron said, Thor, you're bothering me. Oh yeah, so he takes him away. That was also one of my complaints. For a part of the Sokovia fight, Ultron disappears. Like, for a long time. When he's supposedly thi- fighting Thor, he disappears for a good a good amount of time. Basically, gives them enough time to start loading people onto jets conveniently. Yeah, that's a good I'm point! Like, where did Ultron go at this point? I know he's fighting Thor, but then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, you see him still fighting Thor. I'm like, I, it can't have been that long they were gone for. It was just very convenient that he disappeared for a long enough amount of time for the, you know, Quinjets to come back. And I thought, that's convenient. That is kind of convenient. Didn't think about that. <laughs> it's kind of because a lot of things happen in this film. You kind of just forget what's going on. Exactly. It's yeah. a lot to take in. But mm. overall opinion, good. Like, I thought it was still a quality film. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think it is still a quality film. Um, I feel like a, with a lot of Marvel films is that even though you rank them, even if you rank them lower down, it's like they're still good because yes. there's a lot of... There's not a lot of MCU films that are bad. No, I mean, there's such high standards for MCU films. Mm. It takes a lot to be so, a bad film. Exactly. So it's like, even if I would, like, because this wouldn't be, like, a, a higher ranked thing for me, but I would still, like, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad film. No, not at all. So, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add about no, it? No, I think we've waffled for long enough about <laughs> this film. I mean, it's a long enough film, so. It's true. We're at the final bit. Yeah, we made it. We made it. <laughs> Last one. Ant-Man. Yes. You said an interesting thing about Ant-Man to me just a second ago. Oh, well, that I hadn't watched it until yeah. recently. Well, I got about halfway through it. And for some reason I stopped and I never came back. I don't know why. I like the second film and I like his character. So I don't know why I never returned to it. But I'm glad I did. Interesting. This is good. Yeah. I mean, okay. So Ant-Man is like very low stakes heist film. Yes. And I loved it. <laughs> If Prison Break became a film, 
Agreed. <laughs> it's, it, it's really good. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I didn't... I mean, it was sort of the first solo film that wasn't Avengers. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, first solo film that wasn't an Avengers character, which, um, again, had a lot riding on it. And uh, I would say this film isn't bad, isn't amazing, but it's a quality quality film i think it's, it's film. yeah i think it's better than the second one after really? re-watching the first one really? i think it's better than the second one. Oh, interesting mm. because for starters louis oh i love him he became <laughs> an icon in this film yes everyone was talking about him after this film michael pina you did a good job <laughs> seriously honestly and it's got a lot of likable characters cassie cassie Iconic. is so adorable love her, love her. Um, we love, you know, um, the other, I don't remember the other names of the... Well, we, I, we love Hank Pym. Yes. We love Hope Van Dyne. The other two, though, that were with Louise. Oh, in the, yeah, in the squad. Yeah. In the, yes. We'll call them the squad, because I don't remember their names. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were all very likeable. They were. Um, except, you know, obviously, what's his name? The villain. Oh, what, the yellow jacket guy? Oh. What was his real name? I watched this recently. I should remember this. Yeah, this is the last one that we watched. <laughs> um, him, just him. Yeah, like him. Yeah. Him. Okay, we're getting just gonna bug me, but you know it's fine. Okay. Um, I had th- I'd already mentioned this question, but I'm gonna mention it again. Like, there is a real thing about villains in the MCU just tending to be the superhero, but just bad. Yeah. Like, it's. It's really annoying. I don't think this film follows that though. I don't think he's the opposite of Ant Man necessarily. But the yellow jacket. I mean, okay, from what they've made, but if you compare the actual characters, yeah, that's fine. Like, I think what I'm talking about is more abilities rather than like, um, yeah, rather than personality. But for this film, you sort of have to because who else can fight Ant Man except a similar sized Man. insect? <laughs> like I, I think you, for this film especially, you sort of have to have one that has similar abilities to him. Because only it's like his niche. Only he can fight tiny things. Um, so it works. But he fights big things too. Well, yeah, but you know, if there's a tiny villain around, who else is going to fight him True. apart from Ant Man? True. So, I mean, fair enough. He's got his little niche. <laughs> um, one thing I forgot was that the Falcon was in this film. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did. He's just there. And I just love Anthony Mackie. It is funny. He's like, don't tell Cap, please. It's funny. (laughs) If he didn't find out about Ant-Man in this film, he was the one who brought him into Civil War, wasn't he? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It all all works out. Um, Okay. okay. The Thomas scene. (laughs) (laughs) That is a cool scene. Like, imagine you're outside the house. And you just see a Thomas the Tank ship. Engine just burst through a roof. That is nightmares. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Fine. It was that was amazing. I it thought, is a cool fight scene though. It is probably one of my favourites. It's really, really fun. It's just funny when you watch like from Cassie's point of view, seeing them go around the train track and they're just tiny. And she's just why didn't she I'm sorry, I maybe I'm stupid for saying this. What if you just went up and like pinched him? Um, for starters, they have the same like amount of strength. As they would as a normal person. Like, what if I stepped on him? Um, that actually did happen, remember? In the first film? Yeah. 
Who got stepped on? Um, what's his name? Scott. I thought he avoided the steps of people. You know when there he's in the in, in, yeah in I thought he the steps. You know the woman with the heels. Yeah. She she does step on him. Oh, I thought. She but was you know when it. she lifts her foot yeah. a little bit, it's because he's like pushing. He's like. Oh, so they they can't be killed by that. That mm. makes sense. I feel like that would be a big uh, mm. drawback if it they be. couldn't do that. Okay, fair enough. Mm. They've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe it's just me trying to protect the character. Who knows? <laughs> um, what else? I think Anthony deserved better. Yeah. It was really sad. R.I.P. Rest in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's not fun. Very endearing and... But it was a good scene because it was the bullet. Yeah. It was a very, like, nicely done scene. Mm. Mm. I think it's very... Not, I wouldn't say aesthetically pleasing. I wouldn't say it's aesthetic. Visually. Mm. Visually pleasing. It looks cool the way all the ants are flying together. I am sorry, the people who got bitten by the bullet, by the ants were not in near as much pain as they should have been in. Like, they're ranked the highest on the Schmidt Index. They, these people should be on the floor... Maybe even passed out, like, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think, I feel like Marvel would just, like, after Guardians of the Galaxy, they can just do anything. That's true. They proved themselves in other aspects of the universe. Like, they proved themselves in space. Then let's prove ourselves in the micro... Microverse. Oh, the microverse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just making, like, a whole extended universe about the microverse. Yeah. Cute. That's kind of basically the multiverse, but you know. Exactly. No, I think it's a quality film. Mm. I think good storyline. You like Scott quite quickly. Like he's a character that you can form a not a bond with. I don't know him personally. <laughs> form a attachment to, I guess. And I think Paul Rudd was the best person to cast for this film. Oh yeah, he's he's perfect as that role. Mm. Can I just say though, he hasn't aged. He has. I was watching with friends the other day. He just doesn't age. Unproblematic people don't age. Yes. I love that. I love it's that. So good. Him. I really do. Mm. But yeah, I think it's a good character. I think his his relationship with Hope, very cute. And then obviously that gets shown in the next film. No spoilers. But yeah, um, one thing I want to say about Hope is her hair. I forgot that her hair was like jet black and in that like bob and <laughs> front fringe. <laughs> what was wrong with that? It, there was nothing wrong with it. I was just shocked because you know how we see in future films it's just not that hairstyle yeah so when i when we came back to that hairstyle i was like oh my god i forgot this existed <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a throwback and you can tell it's a wig oh yeah it's not good the, yeah well well we'll forgive her for it we will forgive her because she's we'll a badass for it. okay so um we've literally finished i guess unless you have anything more to add um I don't think so. I think, I mean, the post credit scene with them um, where you get uh, Captain America and Falcon finding Bucky, it sort of sets up Civil War. They start talking about the uh, Accords. So it sort of sets up Phase 3, which is pretty cool. So, top tip, guys, when you're watching a Marvel film in the cinema, stay the whole time. If you the don't. The whole time. If you don't by now, I'd be really shocked. Yes. Sometimes there's one post credit scene, sometimes there's two. Sometimes, and usually they're important. Sometimes, in the case of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, there are like seven. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you need to be there. Just a little side note. Yeah. Um, but other than, we finished now talking about the MCU films. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yeah. Air high five. Boom. Yay. We did it. Um, so 
so yeah, I guess now all that's really left is to rank them. Dun dun dun. So, ranking. Yes. Okay, do you want to start? Who's going? Okay, I'll you're the guest. Are we doing it from bottom up or like to so the worst to the best? You can do whatever you feel like. Okay, so I have a joint bottom. Okay. Because I couldn't decide. I think both of them are sort of equally bad. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad, but like <laughs> the thing is, none of them are bad. But yeah. you know, the high standards. So my joint bottom is Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World. They're my joint bottom. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Then next is a uh, Ant Man. Uh huh. Then it's Captain America and uh-huh. Soldier. Then Age of Ultron, and Guardians of the Galaxy at the top. Interesting. So uh yeah that's a uh, that's mine. <laughs> okay. Right. So here's mine. So he's fine. Okay. Thor: The Dark World. Fair. Yeah. Then Ant Man. Ooh. Then Age of Ultron. Then Iron Man 3. Oh gosh, you put that out there. Then Captain America Winter Soldier. Then Guardians Galaxy. So you agree on the top one? I agree that Guardians has to yeah. be at the top because it was just so different, amazing, and perfect. Iconic. Yeah. Interesting. But I think, I don't know, I think Iron Man 3, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It was better, but I think when you compare it to a lot of the other films in this phase, I don't know. Mm, I, I mean, I what did I put it above? Ant-Man and Age of Ultron. Yeah. I think it's, to be fair, it's an easier to watch film. Mm. Like, if I wanted a film that was easy to watch, it's definitely up there. I feel like that's what you have to think about, though. enjoyable. Yeah, you have to think about that, though, with Marvel films. That's true. Rewatchability is extremely important. Because a film may be good the first time you watch it, Mm -hmm. but then if you can't rewatch it again, then what's, like... That's true. That's the thing with franchise films, because they want rewatchability. So... I feel like that's what was like in my brain while I was thinking about it for like five seconds when <laughs> I forgot that I had to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think your ranking is completely valid, mm. and so is mine. We have our reasons. Yeah, I can put my biases aside for mm. putting Thor the Dark World at the bottom, even though it pains me to do that. But yeah, in comparison to the films in this phase, the, yeah, we'll just say the Thor franchise redeems itself. It really does in the third one. Mm. It really does. So. Yeah. Wait until all three. thanks to Taika Waititi. We stand him. We, we love, love him. him. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll you'll come back for a little bit of Thor Ragnarok action. Who knows? Who knows? Ooh, cameo. Cameo. Stanley. Who? <laughs> I only know Leah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's it. We've basically finished talking about everything that is, there is about Phase Two Marvel. Yeah, it's been epic. It has much like Marvel. It has been epic. Yes. Yes. We love this. <laughs> So now let's move on to the infamous segment of my show. Yes. Have you heard of this segment of the show? Maybe. You, I you may just have. You may just have. I may just have. Well. Recommend or to the back end. Yes. 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 We love it. Okay. So, seeming as you're the guest, you can go first. Ooh. Okay. Do you want to start with your recommend or to the back end? I'll do my recommend first. Mm-hmm. It took me too long to decide this because I'm so indecisive. However. I chose one of my favourite films, if not my favourite films, which is a film called Inglorious Bastards, which I shall not repeat the title because it has a bad word, <laughs> uh, by Quentin Tarantino, who already I love him as a director. I love most of his films that I've watched because it's just, it's so unique and I think he just does his films very well. Mm. And I love this film for many reasons. One, I love um, historical fiction. I mean, it's like sort of fiction, sort of non-fiction, but um, I love... 
I love historical films and I think the humour is played out really well. Christoph Waltz, one of my favourite actors, he plays Hans Lander. He won an Oscar for this role and he wholeheartedly deserved it because he's such a good villain. He speaks like four languages fluently in this film. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't even know if people try and compete with him for that Oscar, but it was just so well done. It was one of Michael Fassbender's sort of first breakout roles and he also did very well. The plot's great, it's many different storylines, and if you like historical films, I definitely recommend. Also, if you don't like gore, maybe don't recommend. But yeah. if you can handle gore, watch it. It's a quality film. Yeah, it's an 18 as well, guys. Oh, so is like... it? Lol. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Prime. I haven't checked, but it's, def- it's definitely on Netflix. I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely on Netflix. Oh, I've definitely seen it on Netflix. Um, not sure also whether it's on yeah. Prime. But... I'm trying to explain what it's actually about. I feel like I should maybe... Yeah, explain a little bit about it. So it's based on um, it's based in Nazi Germany, and it's sort of from two storylines. One of them's from a, a Jewish girl called Shoshana. One of them's from a group of Americans called the the bleep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and they're both basically trying to finish the war, and you know, but yeah, just finish the war, and it basically just shows the story, both of their stories through that. And nice. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is good at doing that, like um, doing multiple storylines, but then they inter they intertwine together. Yeah. yeah, they all relate in the end. It's he's, very well done. He's good at doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I rate that. Um, okay, so I guess let's do my to the back end. Mm-hmm. Let's do my to the back end first. Um, and this is <laughs> the kissing booth too. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, you, for those of you who don't know what The Kissing Booth is, it's a Netflix original film, uh, teen romance, rom-com, yeah. if you want to call it com. I'd say, yeah, rom-com. Yeah, I don't think it deserves the com <laughs> title. Um, it should be rom-cringe. Rom- I was about to say rom-cringe. Wow. Look at that. Look, Look at, at us. us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's not great. So basically, it stems off literally straight away from the last film yeah um if you haven't watched that one i mean you can i don't know this is not really me recommending it but like <laughs> if you want to watch the second one you can it's quite i think okay this is actually interesting okay wait hold on let me explain the plot first so it stems off of the second film and first you, film. yeah first <laughs> film first film and it's following ellie l no l and her um this is me trying to remember the character <laughs> Elle and um, her basically trying to do long distance relationship with her her boyfriend who Mm -hmm. goes to Harvard still don't know how he got into Harvard (laughs) Um, and yeah basically just struggling with college essays um, long distance relationship potentially cheating boyfriend trying to get money for college through a dance competition figuring out best friend issues and yeah yeah pretty much just like wraps up all in a nice well i wouldn't say rise <laughs> messily gift wraps it yeah and with a bow and this is also my to the back end as well the yeah me and i need to we have the same love for bad rom-com films it's yeah like a teen rom-com films it's a guilty pleasure i'll admit that and um if you like that sort of film i'd say it's worth watching you'll probably be disappointed if you've watched all the boys i loved before too it feels like that yes again just a different storyline um yeah but uh if you like that sort of thing worth watching but just be prepared for cringe and some disappointment 
What I will say though, um, I watched a movie commentary on this film yesterday because it literally came out yesterday. Yeah. And it's from my like favorite YouTuber, um, Dylan is not in trouble. I don't know if you've heard of him. I haven't, but I'll have a look. He's good. He's got some good movie commentaries. You guys should check him out as well. Um, he did one on the kissing booth too. And he really looked at it. He tried to look at it from as positive angle as he could. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned some really interesting things that the cinematography in the film was epic. Right. In the sense that there, as in this, there are some really beautiful shots in the film. Yeah, yeah. So like when they and beautiful locations in the film. Yeah, as well. the seaside. That yeah. scene was was very pretty. Yeah, there's like a few frames that he pointed out that were like, yeah, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that's one positive that the film did. But other than that, like these are quality actors, by the way. Like the actors in it are good. Like, if you see them in other films that they've done or TV shows, they are good actors. They are just put in bad roles. It, it makes me laugh, though, as well, because um, they really embrace the cringe. Oh, yeah. This time around. They do. It's like they full well know what they're doing. But, <laughs> yeah, if you want to give it a watch, you definitely um, can. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to, though. <laughs> but, again, if as, if, as Leah said, you think... Um, if you like rom-coms like teen rom-coms it's definitely worth a watch because it's pretty it's alright um, so my recommend I'm late to the train okay for this TV series and this is uh, The Boys yes on Amazon Prime The Boys The Boys <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically keeping on the superhero trend it's basically what if superheroes were in society um, living among us and you know just vibing but also not pristine perfect superheroes and they're kind of all corrupt yeah and they're owned by an organization mm-hmm. if capitalism got superheroes yeah basically yeah <laughs> that's the best way i think i could describe it and it basically follows the story of huey remembered his name thank god <laughs> and his experience because he's not a soup they call them soups um and yeah his experience with the soups and how he got into basically a bucket load of mess yeah yeah but there are loads of plot twists loads of interesting uh compelling storylines and you know i it they it really makes me it it's believable that all these guys are jerks yeah and like that's good. You want to have these. You want to be believed, believable. Things. Yeah, you want it to believe. Be. I can't speak. It's okay. Take I have time. done like thirteen episodes now, and I just can't speak. <laughs> like this is not the one. But yeah, you get what I mean. And um, I guess just watch it. I think season two is coming out in September. Yeah, definitely S- worth a watch. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, so you should definitely... I was late to train. Leah watched it, like, last year. Yeah, I watched it when it came out. Pretty much the day it came out, I think I watched it. That's pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very impressive. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I was very late to the train. Loads of people have been recommending it to me. And I was like, you know what? I have to give it a watch. And I did, and I was impressed. So, yeah. So, it's now officially the end of the episode. Yeah. Thank you so much, Leah, for joining me. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Like, it's been fun. Like, this is a fun experience of having, like, someone in the same room as me. Exactly. I mean, you know, like, it's 
just great. I'm it like, feels she, like we're just hanging out. We do this normally. I mean, yeah, we would actually probably have conversations about this normally. Exactly, so it feels just normal. <laughs> it does. But just you guys can hear our opinions about it too. And let us know if you agree or disagree. Exactly. Do you have a different ranking to us? Did you hate all of our opinions? <laughs> Did you agree with all of our opinions? Did you have a favourite person that you agreed with more of the opinions? Oh, <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> Controversial. Here we go. Start war in, in like... <laughs> In, in whatever like media form social media form Avengers level threat Th- this <laughs> is an ele- Avengers level threat exactly we've been saying that a lot this episode it's a quote from one of the phase 3 films mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that being said um, if you want to give the podcast a follow you can on Google Podcasts and Spotify and if you are listening on Apple Podcasts you can give it a subscribe there while you're there why not give a rating you should like how many stars would you give leah oh i'd give it 10 out of 10 10 out of 10. i'm sure you could only give five but i'd give it 10 <laughs> nice exactly. um and whilst you're giving uh, a rating just give a small little review it doesn't take very long yeah you know to recommend like, it to people you know do it like people on the street just go find them and just scream watch the scream <laughs> scream at a socially distanced acceptable yeah, yeah. I can't speak either now. It's gone. It's too late. We've we've spent too much time talking. <laughs> we've just lost the ability to. Yeah, English. Who? Don't know her. Don't know her. Don't know her. Um, but yeah, and you can also, if you have any, um, if you have any podcast idea suggestions, or if you have any recommendal to the back end, or if you just want to basically talk about the podcast with people who listen to the podcast, you can follow me on. Instagram and Twitter at Deets with Dito both. And if you want to see what films I'm watching on a day to day basis, um, you can follow my letterbox account, which is underscore Nandita underscore. Um, I basically just post a load of, like, if I haven't mentioned it in the episode, it's probably on there. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add? Um, do everything she just said and more. Nice! On the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and watch the films if you haven't watched Marvel films yet or watched all of them I definitely say it's worth watching it definitely is because we are like phase 3 it's not coming out next week but it's coming out the week after so you should definitely every film has an endearing quality even if it's bad it all has something that makes it worth watching that's awesome I love that (laughs) I want to put that like on a t-shirt quote me (laughs) yeah I will quote you just like get Leah merch before I make merch (laughs) (laughs) no Um, and yeah I guess I need to plug the next episode because I always forget to do this. Oh. At the end of the episode, I always forget to plug the next one. But the next episode is going to be um, a revisited of one of my favourite films of all time. Ooh. And I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. I'll tell Leah after this <laughs> after this recording. So she'll know, you guys won't. But yeah. Just private message me if you want to know. <laughs> you dare. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye, Bye. everyone.